We'll prop you up. We'll we'll put scaffolding under whatever comes yeah. out of your mush brain. Ha, hoo ha! I'm doing improv. I'm I'm being witty. I'm <laughs> giving quips. I'm I'm throwing throwing spin. I'm uh I'm you know, uh, throwing freshness. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Throwing freshness. I'm throwing freshness. You're like a you're like a, a a dryer sheet commercial. Yeah, give me a give me a give me a, a location to be at. Oh, the horn store. Uh, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah, I'm at the horn store. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hey, what are you doing playing I... all these horns? <laughs> <laughs> this is a store. This is a place of business. <laughs> you can't just play the horns. Why do you have bells in the top of the door? This should be little horns when you come in. That's crazy. If you're going en- to engineer me tiny horns that activate. We're not taking notes, sir. I vote for our return to burning coal. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the old podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And uh, do you see that streaking comet from the night sky? That is some kind of vermin from outer what? space. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a nasty rodent. From beyond the stars, and now he's here to irritate us <laughs> beyond end. <laughs> and, he, and you did say he was streaking, right? So he is. No, behind. so yeah. Austin. Austin has a lot of strange space ideas that uh, we, you know, the the Earth is flat. Rats come from <laughs> comets. Uh, we just uh, we here at Saturday Morning Tuesdays have learned to just roll with it. You've heard of yeah, the dog star, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's easier. It's easier if we let Austin just sort of run out of steam uh, than it is to really fight his notions that rabbits come from Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will run out of steam very quickly. I'm like famously, a short range rocket. <laughs> bereft of steam. Uh, <laughs> this boy, this this beautiful boy and his horrible notions. Uh I think regardless of how you explain the the coming of the vermin, they are here uh, and they surround us. They surround Sorry, us. Sorry, is the nasty. theme of this episode that I'm also a flat earther? Is that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know you slipped that part in, that bit of lore. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'll play along because, you know. I like to I like to be a truth teller. I like to explain <laughs> what's really <laughs> going on. Follow the money. If you look really hard, you can see the Eiffel Tower from here. You can, yeah, because it's so tall. Anyone who says that they can't has uh, not looked has, hard enough. Yeah, they've they, they're just they're just deluding. They got themselves. shit in their eyes. Is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you get the shit out of your eyes, you could see Paris. You can see a Frenchman waving stop. a baguette from the yeah, top yeah, of the Eiffel Tower. You would just stop cucking for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big globe. <laughs> no, uh, that can't be the that can't be the ongoing theme. That's that's upsetting, and 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 I don't want to think about flat Earthers that much. Let's talk more I, about the vermin. No, Tell here, me more about the these vermin. No, 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 no. I've got to go off because you set this up, so I've got to pay okay. off. I actually, off, to set the record straight, I'm not a flat Earther. I believe the Earth is on like kind of the shape of a Pringles chip. Oh, uh, that's where it goes down disc. and then up. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's like it's kind of convex in one direction and concave in the other. Exactly, which is why you can't actually see the Eiffel Tower from here because it's in the Pringles chip. It's in the divot of the chip. But from our far side on the upturn, you can you can clearly see a a almost perpendicular China on the other upturn (laughs) far away. Right. Yeah. Which is why we can always see China. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because of the Pringle. Because clearly the. The cosmic prangle. Right. And Australia is on the down, the down right. part. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what's underneath. On the other side of the chip, under we don't, we don't yet know. 
focus more on the top part of the chin. Yeah, Welcome back to our Truther podcast, Under the Neve, <laughs> where we truly find out what's under America's Neve. <laughs> oh, see, this is when you get me going. This is what happens. You get me going about my Pringle theories. (laughs) You popped me, and now... You can't stop me. That's that's actually on my t-shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, no. That's scary. Oh, God. Okay, we're doing Space Vermin. We're doing Rats from Space. Um, Whatever we titled it. Yeah. Uh, We haven't recorded the show in, like, over a month, so... You know, we're we're getting back into the into gear, into the motorcycle gear of our two shows, Biker Mice from Mars and Bucky O'Hare. And the Toad Wars. And the Toad Wars. Thank you. You can't forget <laughs> the, the full Wars. title. You can though. Probably uh, you can't forget the Toad Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Begun the Toad Wars have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck. Um Christ. guys, I think this might, I don't know, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I think this might be the last episode of this. Ah, this oh, arc. yeah. We we kind of knew that last time where we were like, I guess we'll give them both a try. Because if, if, if memory serves, Austin and I both kind of wanted to see more Bucky O'Hare and Rory really wanted to see more Biker Mice. And so we we just sort of stared at each other angrily because of our <laughs> it's hatred a, It's for a the fine other. bit of revisionist history, Andy, that. I wasn't the only one holding down the fort for Bucky O'Hare for an hour. Um, I don't know. I think it was an insane. You don't think I was episode. on? You don't, you don't think I was on the team? Did I? Did I occupy a a, a very spicy I think you middle were on ground? Team biker mice against me. <sighs> I, that's what I remember. I could be wrong. Get in the comments. Uh, but you know who 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 really cares about what happened in the past? I guess. Yeah. The the key is we 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 wanted to try one more and yeah. try we did. Try we did. <laughs> try we did. Yeah. This I would say really pushed the upper limit of what I can handle um <laughs> yeah. as far I think just because of both shows really sucking so much. And yeah. um, I would say both shows I actually uh they felt extremely fast, like really yeah, just really like pushing to jam an action in to make it go. Yeah, speed running a plot. Um, I I actually for most of Biker Mice I watched it on point seven five speed. <laughs> yeah, just point, down point seventy five percent speed. I watched. Wow. Uh, yeah, because it was just it was too much happening. See, Biker Mice is not the one I had the trouble with. It was Bucky. Bucky, Bucky is the one I, I had thought about it, but I was on with. a. I was on a tight deadline at that I point. Thought, and, uh, I thought Biker Mice was uh, less coherent as far as the, the action, but I didn't find it as uh, annoying of an episode. I'll agree with that. Uh, but <laughs> either either way, they both failed in some pretty monumental ways. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that we wanted to start talking about Bucky first. Is that right? Sure. Let's dive into Bucky. Okay, welcome back. You've uh you you've just once again experienced the highest high Bucky Hair Bucky O'Hare can provide you, which is listening to its theme song. Uh, everything after that is sort of step downs in expectation as you realize what you're watching. So this is episode 11. Uh, we jumped ahead. This one's called The Warriors, and you can probably see why we picked it. Uh, the synopsis goes as follows. The Toad Air Marshal is kicked out of his army after his most recent failure at the hands of Bucky O'Hare. To regain his status, he joins a samurai lizard who is plotting to take over a nearby planet. The place, Canopus Three, Dead Eyes Homeworld. Um, and I I was looking at the at the episode listings, and they all kind of looked 
whatever, but none of them other than this had a samurai lizard in the, <laughs> in the yeah. synopsis. So I, and, I was drawn to it. And, and as we come to find out after having watched the episode, not only does it have samurai lizards, it has ninja ducks. Yeah, it does have, <laughs> it does have ninja ducks. So like, how could they fuck this up? How? How and did they also, do it? They also seem to be playing into this sort of, I guess, fictional, this fictional cross media narrative that like samurais and ninjas hate each other. They're like alien and predator. Right. <laughs> right. Like... Yeah. Oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that old saying. Yeah, uh, there's a few plots going on, I guess, mainly just like three. I don't know if I'm counting right, but most, but there's this one, the main, the bad guys, right? The toads, uh, they're run by this AI, this like spooky AI. And I got to say, that feels topical <laughs> to this. Oh, 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 here in our year 2023, the year we lost all control, um, Complex is confusing to me because I don't understand why Complex just isn't more in charge. Like, can't he make there? Can't he give orders better? Yeah. Like, why does he have to have this air marshal do stuff on his behalf and then get mad that the air marshal sucks? Can't he just take direct control of their troops? That that is a thread of the sweater. I think if you continue to pull, <laughs> will <laughs> unravel the entire show. So, yeah. Um, I don't, but mm-hmm. I, I, in, I did enjoy his his dressing down a little bit because he's kicked out of the army for being a bad for being a bad uh, general, and it's worth remembering that he's he's a total flunky, right? This is this is putting this is putting a goon in charge of your military and being annoyed when when goons yes. be gooning. But anyway, he is uh, he's kicked out of army for being for being too <laughs> ineffective, and <laughs> as extra punishment. They take his medals away. You are no longer my air marshal. No, you can't. What about all the good times? Like, like when I snuffed up the insurrection of Crocus, or, or when I led the invasion of uh... Toad Lord. We leave him on his medals as you command, Complex. Uh, oh, oh no, not that one, please. Oh no. I yeah, it's very funny. As he <laughs> cries, he's like, he no. cries. <laughs> the, then leave him one so he has something to remember all the medals he lost by. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave him one. It's sadder than taking them all. I love that the medals are, are the most like. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very poignant if you think about it, like stripping this, uh-huh. you know, you know how uh, how generals of, of uh, you know dystopian militaries have just a bazillion medals <laughs> and right. so does yes. he and and taking their medals seems um appropriate <laughs> oh my, the, the shinies my shinies no. my pretty things no i like so he he gets dressed down and they take all his medals and boohoo uh, and immediately we see this former air marshal, who again we don't have a name for, so it's weird no. that he's no longer he's no longer the air marshal. So what do I even call him? Right. Like he's only ever been known as air marshal. He doesn't have a fucking name. So I've just been writing former air marshal in my notes. <laughs> former uh, air marshal. <laughs> and so the toad he drowns. formerly known as air marshal. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Uh, he goes to drown his sorrows, and he meets like a lizard. A lizard samurai who is like, you know, to really cheer you up, is conquering a planet. Well, you have no. I don't want to skip the part where they 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 meet, complaining about whose life is harder at the bar. They're at the mm. bar wide. Yeah. And... Well, I think they don't. They can't show that it's a bar. They want. They to cannot show that, it's, that a it's a bar. But yeah. they're. I th- I think they're at like a barcade. So uh, yeah. like they're people playing video uh-huh. games or something. What's well, so kind of like kind of. They're at a David Buster's, uh, I think. Yeah. It, it makes me think of that that old Silverhawks episode we watched with the saloon that had the no alcohol. <laughs> the no alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to be clear, the thing the thing that people are drinking is soda water or something. <laughs> it's like root but- beers. Yeah. I did find their they just have a little quick tete a tete which we could drop of mm-hmm. is hard is it harder to be a toad air marshal or a samurai lizard conqueror? <sighs> Seems like only yesterday I was in charge of all the toad troops everywhere. Now I'm in charge of nothing. Mm. 
You think you have problems, huh? My name's Slyly Sad. Back on my planet, if you're going to get anywhere as a samurai, you have to conquer another world. And so watch me. I've conquered dozens of worlds. Oh, will you haven't conquered Canopus III, Land of the Forearm Ducks? What's so tough about that one? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's very thin. It was hard but... to be a samurai lizard conqueror. Oh wait, no, was it? <laughs> but yeah, it takes it takes no effort to convince this former air marshal. Like, oh yeah, I'll totally come help you kill your evil ninja enemies on this planet. Then I'll get complex to love me again, and I'll be the air marshal again. And uh, and that is that is sort of their. Their only real impetus for working together. Um, I guess I guess the other thing is that the air marshal tells him, like, because he doesn't have a scientist anymore. He really needs a scientist to make some like spooky satellites. And so he's like, Oh, I know a scientist we can totally just fucking kidnap. Uh, and it turns out he's talking about Willie DeWitt. <laughs> our little <laughs> yes. our little a little boy. Uh. <laughs> we we also in this scene have to mention the fact that as a demonstration of his skill. The lizard samurai cuts a fly that's on the wall with his sword and then goes up with his long lizard tongue and just, <laughs> just like licks oh, it off yeah. the wall. Just like I like these the lizard wall. people. They're they're super <laughs> gross. Um yeah. I I like that they sort of chose to uh I, I I couldn't tell if this was just bad acting or deliberate choice to be kind of you kind of take the vibe of uh, of a Japanese accent without doing an accent. Did you guys get that? Yeah, I felt like they, they go were like, doing. They go like, I felt like they were kind of doing it, though. You think they, they were kind of doing they, it? I think that they. This is this is. I'm not going on record and saying that there is a percentage that's okay, but I will say that when you keep it probably 20 percent or lower, it's a little less like upsetting um, than like yeah, going full kinda, horrible yeah. caricature. Uh, and well, I think they yeah. keep it at a lower percentage to try and not be like that, but it's obvious what they're doing, right? Yeah, like boy, I don't know, man. It was rough. Um, just also because it was like almost every it was it was the George it's Lucas a- school of uh, of, of <laughs> alien accents. Um, oh, but they are nowhere near as bad as the Nemordians. As someone who has no. just rewatched the prequel trilogy, ah, that's okay. that's like having it stabbed straight through my eyeballs and into my brainstem. This was nowhere near that bad. So, because what yeah. I they what they were not doing was like broken English or uh-huh. um or or you know the LR mispronunciation. Or anything they weren't leaning into things that they do English wrong. It just was kind of vibey. Yeah, so it looks like the writer them. of this episode has not seen a samurai movie, but they had no, somebody oh, else no. describe one to them. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no actual, there's nothing in here that that would that would <laughs> be anything close to, to authentic. No, it is fully a white person's uh, broken understanding of of Eastern <laughs> sure. codes of honor. Well, it's their the understanding honor that, thing was that, so funny at the end. <sighs> there's two things about samurai lizards you have to understand they conquer planets and they and they uh hold honor have an unbreakable bond of honor and and if you and if you try to put one above the other you you're kicked out of the of the the samurai tribe yeah Um, that is yeah because they eventually and I'll, i'll point out this this lizard his name is sly lizard Sly Lizard? Sly, Sly, yeah, Sly Lizard. It's spelled L E Z A R D. Oh, is it? Okay. I believe I looked it up on a wiki somewhere. It's Sly Lizard. And uh he in the in the course of of defending himself against the, you know, the good guys, he he essentially makes a fake promise and then breaks it. And, Two different fake uh, promises. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's such a villain. But like, that's how they do him in at the end with his lizard people. They're like, oh, uh, he made a promise and he broke it. And they're like, oh, what? straight to jail. He is not a true samurai, Supreme Commander. A samurai keeps his word of honor. What you say is true. But Sly Lizard broke his vow to me. And to me. Is this as they say, Sly Lizard? Of course I had to. It was the only way to conquer Kalopas. Nothing is as sacred as a samurai's honor. And for violating it, you must be punished. Take him! Yeah, I had to promise I wasn't going to conquer them. 
But then I'm, of course, gonna, we conquer. I conquered. <laughs> but we I also don't lie, Lizard. <laughs> we do it the right way. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Uh, there's, I wish they'd done more with capturing Willie DeWitt. He doesn't, like, yeah, he's no, barely in the episode. This, this, this goes into a lot of nonsense time. Uh, we go into garbage yeah. time pretty early in this episode once we introduce the ducks and then a little bit of time with Bucky and some time with Toad and some time with Sly Lizard yeah. and some time with the AI and some time with the... Uh, Do we spend any time with the Lizard King until the very end? We might not. No, yeah, I didn't the realize very end. he was a, was a thing. No. Yeah. We also, get, we also have time. I know you said the AI, but like... B- it's worth mentioning the air marshal was replaced by the two like dopey fuckos who work on his bridge named Fricks <laughs> yeah, and Frax. Yeah, Storp and Grinkle or whatever their names were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and they suck at their job, which is why it's so easy for the air marshal to get his job back at the very end. Um, but, but yeah, needless to say, for twenty one minutes, we're splitting we're splitting our attention ten ways. And this it is really is it's really cokey. It's really yeah, it's like, real cokey. <laughs> I mean, I normally bristle at, at just saying, oh, these guys were on drugs when they made this show because it's like shows are really hard to make and it's yeah. not something you sit around and yeah, but, but this felt just on 3x speed the whole time. Yeah. yeah, it felt, yeah, it felt like five episodes smashed into one. Yeah. Kind of. Because we haven't yeah, really talked five, about five, But not five independent thoughts, just like five <laughs> independent strings of, of, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, action? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but everything, you know, there's no time for everything. It's like, here, okay, we're on this planet. Now we're on this planet. Here, meet the ninjas. All right, take go with yeah. me, and let's go to the lizard samurai. Okay, we're here. Let's go back, back to, yeah, go back back to, to Willy. Go back to the toads. <laughs> go back to the AI. Go, okay, yeah. ninjas are yeah. fighting samurai. Great. That's uh, exactly God, that's, what we, that's the whole idea for this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we didn't even mention, because one, one of Bucky's crew, Deadeye, uh, is a four-armed duck, and he's from the planet they're trying to conquer with all the ninjas on it. And so he goes, he's like, I'll go help. And he goes and finds his old friend Kamikaze Kamo, which is a, mm. who's a duck ninja. I uh, like that. And has no real Kamikaze vibes. That's just sort of a little no. buzzword they thought was fun to throw in. Um, and they team up. And so it's kind of like Deadeye's episode for the most part, um, which is really bad because he kind of has no character. He's just sort of an angry duck. Yeah, and, um, and Deadeye was the originally the character was going to have a Scottish accent, and I think they bailed. <laughs> but the Scottish is still written in the script, but he reads it in like a Brooklyn accent, and so it's really it's, strange. He says, it's "Yeah, he says very confusing things." Oh, matey, <laughs> you'd be a sight for these old eyes. Toad am I? Was teamed up with Slyly Zod, and then and they snatched me shipment. I let him. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, the the I think the problem with this episode versus the one that I liked the, the pilot, the first one, yeah, yeah, I really liked it because I think the interplay with the crew was really smart, and I really enjoyed the way that they all kind of bounce around, mm, sure, and, and, and work together one. on the ship. And that is not we don't really get Bucky, we don't really get the the one lady character, uh, right? You know that. That whole interplay was really entertaining, and I think they they kind of had it working. But because they're they got a little big for their britches and wanted to do some kind of epic ninja samurai war episode, that it uh, it, 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 it again it, they're chasing turtles is the problem, yeah. right? Yeah, like I get it. Turtles is nowhere near not well not nowhere nearer, but like maybe only a couple baby steps nearer to being actual samurai ninja stuff but like they know like they see those action figure sales they want a piece of it like if they'd gotten around to getting kamikaze kamo an action figure they that that would have been what they were thirsting for in the first place but right but but he's one of you know 12 moving parts in this episode and yeah yeah there's no there's no real time spent with it the other problem is like uh you know the 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 show in in its inception was very clearly Star Wars inspired. They're chasing Star Wars, mm-hmm. and of course we know that Star Wars was deeply inspired by samurai film, by yep. Kurosawa, and by you know that kind of hidden hidden fortress and 
But this, again, clearly was written by somebody who has no entryway, has no cultural awareness of, <laughs> of samurai film. So we're getting this cultural <laughs> telephone, you know, eight steps down uh, the ladder where, you know, what we're getting is, is you know, yeah. some Midwestern guys understanding of, of what Japan is, is all about. I don't know. Kamikazes and, and ninjas. And, and, the, an and the samurai film is just a Western sort of transliterated into Japanese culture. Right. Right. So, yeah. It's very funny to me when, when you, you know, you talk about these Midwestern guys who have no idea how to do a samurai film because they also like didn't even know it was all, it was just a Western. Yeah. Yeah. You could be all... drawing from those tropes. That would also work. <laughs> yeah that yeah the space western is also like a legit thing what are we anyway what are we doing here fucking samurai lizards and, and ninja ducks uh violating the samurai code of honor uh and uh and and, and we and we destroyed the satellites which are great because they were sucking up all the duck planets water somehow that was the that was the big problem. Yeah, they stole Willie because Willie could build these satellites, and he's like, "I'm not going to build you satellites to hurt my crew." Or, or no, no, he was like, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to build these satellites to destroy Dead Eye's planet." And then he's like, "Okay, well, what if I detonate this bomb I put on Bucky's ship? Oh, uh, how soon do you want me to finish those satellites?" <laughs> <laughs> And then, of it's course, he builds quick. in a self-destruct, and it's like the easiest victory at the end. No yeah. demand. They just—he's just like, yeah, I blew them all up. I blew them up. The satellite—it's too bad too that this thing was moving a mile a minute because the satellite reveal at the very end was kind of cool. The, it's this sort of like web of beams that, yeah, lock lock the planet down, and it looks kind of like you know these spotlights or you know the the is it. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the the mothership beam, you know, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the spotlight beam that alien plant aliens do. Yeah, it was yeah, very cool looking. Like drains all the it. water. It sort of yeah, you know, and and does... and again, they had a joke built in here that I don't feel like they hit as hard. They, like they were just not confident in the joke. Like, there's like all these scenes of ducks being like, "Oh no, our water! Oh no, our water!" And then there's one duck in a pool on like a floaty who doesn't even really care that it's happening is is, as his the water level in his pool goes lower and then when they bring all the water back they're like yay the water and then we just see the nonplussed duck and his water level go back up in the pool and like (laughs) it sounds funnier as me describing it than it did yeah it didn't register for me because they they didn't didn't play it much like a joke and yeah i don't know it's a lot of missed opportunity everywhere it's hard to hard to it's more like like, it was a visual for people who didn't realize that was happening. They're like, okay, right. look at the pool and get smaller. That's that's the whole world. The pool's small. See, we're the taking the water. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to draw a lake bed. No. <laughs> Let's do a pool. God. Yeah, bit of a stinker. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess, I guess Bucky O'Hare disappointed us in the end. Classic. Classic. But uh, but we don't have to watch it anymore. We're free of its of its yoke of its evil. Yeah, evil yeah. Stare. I mean, I I do. I think if you're watching and you haven't watched any Bucky and you're were maybe slightly interested by that first episode we talked about last last week, I, I say in scare quotes. Um, <laughs> uh, there is a like I think it's a three part intro arc. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I think guess. the first episode and second, maybe third or, or even fourth, I don't remember, becomes it's a three. You know, it was like it's a multi part. It's a three parter. Yeah. I would say watch that, um, but not this one. Nope, not this one not, at all. No, um, it's a. It was bad. It was bad. It makes me not sad that the show only got like twelve episodes. Hmm. I will say I'm just I'm I'm imagining like <laughs> other you know I know we're not positioning ourselves really like critics but it is amusing to me like to think about like you know like quotes on a review site and a bunch of people having like little literal interesting things to say and then it comes to us and it's just it was it was bad <laughs> because I feel like we say that about a lot of shows at the end. You know, somebody's got to say it. Everybody out somebody's there, especially to. especially in YouTube comments for a lot of these shows that we watch, we pop on and I see just the most like 
overflowing positive comments about the deepest trash that I've just wasted 20 minutes of my life watching. And they're yes. like, oh, man, this is so cool. This is my favorite episode growing up. Oh, my God. I, I, Netflix, why you not make this show? Where is uh. Remake? Make make this one again. Make New Centurion show. <laughs> For real. It's like, why? It's, it's no. bad. There's a lot of good content out there. Uh, it's bad. I don't know. Watch Mad Men or something. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, thank you, everybody. We are going to go and make a little money. So let's head to a sponsor. Yeah? Yeah. Andrew, Andrew, oh, who, come get your that treat. Who's calling me? Who's that calling me from across the plane? It's Austin. I have a treat <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm galloping. I'm galloping. I'm galloping. I've sit. Give me the treat. There and now your treat is that you have to tell us about the sponsor today. Oh, that tastes so good. That tastes so good. What's the sponsor? What's the sponsor? Today's sponsor is Long Men's Baseball. Mm, Long Men's Baseball. Now, I want to get ahead of you, right? You may be thinking. Because all that you've done—that's just basketball, is... right? Yeah, th- there's a couple different possible possible things you might be thinking. One is—isn't that just basketball? To which I say, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Watch a sport once in a while. That's—they're completely different." Wow. Yes, they're long men, but they're not playing baseball. Come on now. You might also be wondering, aren't they already long men? And to that I say, uh, you should get closer tickets because these baseballers are not traditionally very, very long. They're predominantly uh, uh, very, very, uh, very, very tight. These men are tight. These baseballers are tight. And we need a place for aged basketballers to land safely, like a cushion. Uh, or just or just people who are, who are long and didn't make it into basketball or who just have a <laughs> lifelong love of baseball. And... Baseball's just not a sport made for the longest of us. Baseball baseball is not set up for, I mean, yeah, your first baseman's probably pretty tall. You need a big target over there. But everybody else is kind of petite. What happens if everyone's pushing eight feet? I think the rules change. I think that everything's got to, I think everything's got to shift. For one thing, the the Franks in the ballpark, they're going to get like twice as long. Mm, Yeah, that would be my first, first thing. That's. That's the biggest change right away that you're going to notice in the ballpark is that the Franks, Franks are Dublin. Double Frank is uh, is going to happen. There's also going to be twice as many bases because they've got all those long, those long legs now and they can run so damn fast that it's just not going to be a challenge to get around three bases. So we've added a couple bases in fun places. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to hit. They're going to run to first base, but then they're going to have to go out into the audience seats past right field. Um, typically in the foul area, but we're just going to redry the foul line a little bit. We're just going to kind of take a little Sharpie and go, yoop, and uh, we're going to add a little area over there. Uh, and then they're going to have to go to home once because uh, they got to come back and uh, they're, they're extremely oversized bodies. Uh, all their joints are fucked up, so they need, right. to, they need to have a break. Sure. So they need to run home and they need to get some, some water with some lemon in it. Uh, they can't be tagged out. They can't be gotten out here at this point. It's fair. It's completely fair. It's like a pit stop. In, so long. In, in NASCAR. It's so long. you got to be really kind to these long boys. And then they will resume with second base, third base, the Frank, uh, the Frank stores. they got to go get a Frank on their way. And then they're going to mm-hmm. end up at home because otherwise they're going to be completely cal- calorically deficit after uh after all that work now do their do their fingers in this case actually reach all the way to the end of the baseball glove (laughs) (laughs) no no you you, yes i mean the the short answer to that is yes but they have to change the gloves for long long man's long long what what, what you call it long people's (laughs) long man's baseball long man's baseball they have to they have to change the gloves. They, uh, they essentially what they do is they take MLB gloves and they just snip the ends off. So now they're kind of like fingerless <laughs> oh, gloves. They they're a little bit <laughs> out the top, but they go pretty far. And actually, they uh, they have to work pretty hard. Uh, it's standard bats. They would their fingers would go all the way to the end of the bat. Um, so the bats are also getting significantly bigger. We've uh, we've not 
sourced bigger bats, but we've sort of taken a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom approach and we just kind of tie a bat to the end of an existing bat and that's what they, they use now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and they do, uh, in case I haven't mentioned it yet, they are they are using basketballs instead of instead of baseballs. But I feel yeah, like that, that probably goes without saying. Well. Yeah. yeah. But I think this is going to be a really positive uh, experience. You know, I know people are really wary of things like the XFL coming in and and sort of like, oh God, is this one going to survive? But I think long men's baseball is a real shot. Uh, if 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 nothing else, just because they're going to look so damn goofy out there. Yeah, everyone's got to sign some paperwork if they come see a game because we don't know what the dangers are uh, uh-huh. at this point, and Probably we're kind of learning problems. that. Yeah, we're learning it actively. Uh, where the sort Joint, of joints you know, heart, where you shouldn't sit is a is a you know we don't really know. Uh, we don't we don't really that know how long, long power behind the bat. <laughs> yeah, that long power of uh, the swing, the the the, the, the circumnavigation of the bat uh, could exceed the area that we typically have around the batters. Uh, the, the batter's box, and so there may be some danger that, a, that a, a, a viewer's head might be taken off by just a normal swing. So, just just have some have some you know keep your wits about you. This is long man's baseball. This is this isn't your daddy's baseball because your dad was short. He's a very short man, and he that's why they're called never. shortstops. Short, short. They don't have that position anymore. They got long stop, <laughs> and long stop is. Long stops actually across the street in the in the in the Denny's parking lot uh, outside because who knows how hard far, how far they're gonna hit it. So mm-hmm. we really don't know what's gonna happen, um, but we do know that this is gonna be a slam dunk. Mm, so good, nice turn of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Austin just told me uh, about where um, cats come from, and you will not guess which planet it is. <laughs> oh man, I've never in a million years. Um, but you know, that's just a teaser for you know Austin's Austin's crazy theories. You can find on his YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I got a ton. Uh, he- here we're here to talk about cartoons and we watched episode four of biker mice from mars we don't need no stinking city (laughs) limburger calls in the loogie brothers also known as the scum of the universe to stink up chicago so bad it's enough to drive the citizens out i mean yeah that's what a fool believes that is what a fool (laughs) believes in in truth chicago cannot get too stinky yeah they've got a long train running in Chicago, got a long train running. And I are am, you are you are you insinuating that the Loogie Brothers are a Doobie Brothers reference, or because they do nothing taking, with I that? I mean, they're taking it to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> they the show doesn't for this show, which eats its meals more languorously than any show I can imagine. I can come up with. You think they would purposefully do a Doobie Brothers reference and then never play in that swamp? Like they don't yeah, make it any... is weird, right? I mean, they wouldn't play in that black water. I mean, minute by minute, <laughs> uh, they're echoes of love. Um, you fuck up. China Grove. He's got um, a list. <laughs> Jesus is just all right. Uh, that was from the album Toulouse Street in 1972. Uh, I something that I still enjoy about this. I enjoy the attempt. I enjoy the the effort. They make a These, lot of attempts. They swing. <laughs> they do make a lot of attempts. Uh, and they uh, no, I was going to s- talk about specifically how hard they are trying to make these bike mice thirst traps. They want oh, them to be hot so bad. Their abs in the first scene, and maybe for maybe for all the scenes that I just got like gl- my eyes glazed over, their their ab lines just continue all the way up. There's no differentiation between abs and pecs, so it hey, looks like they just go all the way up. <laughs> it looks like they just have abs all the way to their nipples. 
and and la- that's and at freaky. the end the Loogie brothers have strapped a bomb like a sexy like a sexy S&M strap bomb across one of the mice's <laughs> chest. Well, that was even before the Loogie brothers showed up. Yeah. Yeah, the bomb was before, right. That okay. was Carbuncle. I think that was Carbuncle and Grease Carbuncle and Grease Pit. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe that we both bothered to learn their names. Um look. Yes. Vinny so Vinny is the uh, he gives the youngest energy. He's the white the white furred one, and he is constantly he's the D'Artagnan, on... the Dogtanian of the of the yes. bikers. <laughs> yes, the hounds. And <laughs> and he's constantly hitting on Charlie Davidson, who we can't forget. That's her name. Um, I have a lot of things to talk about Charlie. God, it's so it, it's so up it's so upsetting to just be a, this to be a fly on the wall in this workplace harassment, this nonstop <laughs> workplace harassment. He yeah. does not stop. He does not stop on Charlie. Just you and me, babe. In about a billion pieces. You stop it. I'm trying to concentrate. Just trying to be romantic. Well, Romeo, you need a lot more practice, and I'm not sure you have the time. Hmm. Got a favorite color, wise guy? Blue. Like your eyes, babe. My eyes are green. Whoops. And she's mostly like, she. you can tell that, like, Vinny is really wearing on her. But then the second... It's, like, it's unwelcome. That... <laughs> it is unwelcome. <laughs> But the fucking second that what's the other one? Is it Moto? Is that his name? I don't know. That. I the never big learned one? their names. Yes, it's Moto. Moto's the big one with the deep voice. The second he like so much as looks in her direction, she's like, oh yeah. She wilts. Mm-hmm. He, he caresses her <laughs> cheek at one point. Oh my God, it's so weird. It's so it's fucking weird. weird. God. But then like she keeps the Vinny thing going because like he saves her life and Moto just says something nice and then she like tenderly hugs both of them and you're like, what is what is any of this? I hate this. I hate I hate it so much. <laughs> um, this the uh, so okay, yeah okay. So Charlie, Charlie is the she is the motorcycle mechanic at their like yeah. last chance garage at their sort of hub. But then actually their hub their hub home base is the scoreboard in the Chicago <laughs> is the scoreboard, stadium. and they seem like incredibly competent. Uh, mechanics as well. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, which not- is why she never does any of it. All they have her do is go buy them hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Repeatedly, so, she's her. She's their hot dog. <laughs> any phallus, any any phallus shaped food will do in this horny show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but so the, so the boys are like are where the game is happening. Like actual athletes are playing, and then we go over to the scoreboard, and and the boys are watching the football game, and then start roughhousing and play sports and doing some football. <laughs> And then Charlie comes in with their food, feeding them. She's like, all right, ready for my hungry guys. Um, and and they, she they repeatedly ruined... calls them my guys. Yes. Yeah. Just my and boys, they, just my sweeties, just my little they knock my over. Little they of... knock over the hot dogs, and then they're like, I'm sorry, Charlie. It's all my fault. But would you mind? Oh, all right. I'll get some more. Just watch the horseplay. Some of us aren't half metal, you know. <laughs> and the entire thing, it feels like a Totino's commercial, right? I mean, it, it, yes. she, Charlie is entirely this. This is not a fantasy. This is a mythical for kids. commercial, mom. Yeah. Yes, but but Charlie, Charlie is like a wet dream for again this like Midwest, like Middle American adult sports guy dad. who is a yeah, sports you're, dad who's writing the show. It is. Yeah. He's like, She's gonna know about how to do. She's. You can talk to her about cars <laughs> and. and <laughs> And she'll she gets get hot you dogs. food, <laughs> and yeah, she'll get you and hot you, dogs. You, unless you, unless well, you, you and the boys roughhouse. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> play with the boys <laughs> and watch the game. She'll come and bring you hot dogs several times. This is like it. It, it feels girlfriend. Like mommy. we're watching. We're yeah. seeing somebody's fetish. Like yeah, you know, play oh, out. It's so good. And okay. and and everything else I just described is so true. And and I think I just want to refresh how mm-hmm. constantly horny this show is with the double entendres and the looks and the lingering camera on abs. It's just uh-huh. so thirsty. 
Don't ever with, forget the sexual. You could cut the sensual tension with a knife in every scene we see. <laughs> yeah, like a cheese knife. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to make sure while we're here and talking about that scene, uh, the 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 football game while they're they're in the you know they're watching the football game. Um, right at the very beginning is one of my favorite lines. Uh, they're watching the game, and one guy, one of them's like. Hard hit, bros. No guts, no glory. Well, that player was packed full of glory then. They're bringing out mops. Oh, it's like, <laughs> so God. Did and, yeah, a football the... player just have guts come out? <laughs> <laughs> the, this show, I think, has gotten worse since the first episode, and the first episode was already egregious at this. Is this sort of lines delivered in the cadence of a joke that are not jokes? Right. Just people mm-hmm. are constantly saying words like it's the punchline to a joke they didn't say. Yeah, so the writer's room must have, if there was in fact a writer's room and not just a, a brain dead man on, you know, on a typewriter. He just hooked uh, up to some sort of Playboy computer. <laughs> yes, but like, it, it's like there was riffing done and instead of picking the best one, they just left it all Picked in. all of them, yeah. Because there's a sequence later when they start going on about when the Loogie Brothers are around and, and they're, they're doing a bike sequence and it's like... Yo, bike! Make it like a trout, Charlie. We're gonna get real. Now I know how a flounder feels. Yeah, ready to cook. Stash those spatulas, bros. Meet the catch of the day. Yeah, uh, fish. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. All right, put away your spatulas. Almost every line we is, got the is catch like of this. the day. It's it's like it's yeah. like a run. It's like a run of those lines but the fish thing was only tenuous for one moment and then they're still right doing because a fish there was thing. a hook there was a hook coming at them so he said something about being reeled in that was like the only relevance and then the rest and of it four was lines just later it's like, are we, we're still in the fish we're still in the fish <laughs> we're still doing fish jokes <laughs> all right i know this is off topic i want to bring us back to the beginning and i want to ask you a question about a line so there's a bit of nonsense. We talked about Vinny getting essentially harnessed into a a sexy bomb, you know, straight jacket that's going to yeah. explode. Um, and that's like the 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 lead, the lead up into playing the intro themes. Like, oh no, we've got a minute to save Vinny. God, how and- did I picture this at the end of the episode? I guess <laughs> I don't know. I just, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but right at this moment, it's like. Minute to get this off him. Or Vinny gets a one-way ticket back to Mars. Uh, uh, is Mars where they go when they die? <laughs> Why is yeah, it back to Mars? Send... They're they're from Mars. Why do yeah, they? It's do like they a return, you return to the promised land. They want to go back to the to the promised land. <laughs> like clearly, this the the cadence of the sentences, or he's gonna die. But they said he gets a one-way ticket back to Mars. How do I parse he, that? Yeah. I, I I thought about it like you for a second, and then I moved I moved on um, because they don't care. But it was, but I had the whole intro theme to think about it while it was mm-hmm. rattling around in my head. Yeah. I was like, "Back to Mars? Are they are they are they immortal? Gonna... Are they playing some weird game of cops and robbers where if they die, they just have to go back to Mars no, and it, start is over?" Is it uh, Saber Rider where they they yeah. turn into smoke or whatever and they reconstitute? <laughs> They reconstitute back and they respawn after the spawn timer counts them down. Yeah. Oh, God. I know the thing about that sequence that actually I, the one thing I enjoyed from this episode uh, was uh, when he had the bomb on them and they were trying to do some kind of segment. They were doing the shtick with a hook or something. I don't know. They're trying to get it off of him. And he uh-huh. wound up being, I think he was being pulled on their bikes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yes. That was, yeah. And then he has a line because he's strapped with a bomb on him and he's suddenly about to get like dragged on a bike. Yeah. Like how the Mexican cartel assassinates people. <laughs> like, yes. <right. laughs> yeah. yes. But he's like, whoa, what a rush. Um, where I think maybe the gag is that he's like into it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. The reason I like that is because it felt like a very Gonzo thing to say, like from the Muppets. <laughs> like it, it feels like where where Gonzo's like oh. super into like some yeah. horrible thing is happening. Like he's getting like stretched out or blown up. Yeah. Or like, Whoa! What a cool yeah, thing! Like, no, this is my thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but God, it's such a great comparison because Gonzo's sort of strange horniness for, for you know, for reverse <laughs> pleasure, for terrible, yeah. for terrible things is so funny. And it's really not overdone. <laughs> yeah. No. In a way, this no. show has no concept of doing, of just like right. letting something be a, a small moment. Mm -hmm. Be sort of like an inner, a charming non sequitur instead of <laughs> yeah. like a reference to a song from the 80s or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. God, that's funny. Uh, no, okay. The real plot of this episode kicks Please off because uh, Limburger pissed once again at the at Grease Pit and whatever the fuck the scientist's name was again. Carbuncle. Um, Carbuncle. Uh, actually, fun fact, uh, I looked up their full name and it's really awful it's dr benjamin boris zachary carbuncle <laughs> and why we need why we needed to know that i don't know but uh, he has four names um he's pissed at them and so he goes all right well since everyone that works for me sucks i have to hire outside help bring me the Lugi brothers and uh we don't know what that means because we cut over to that football scene and watch the mommy girlfriend get them hot dogs but <laughs> In the middle of the football game, the uh, they start smelling something awful, and these dune buggies ride by, and the dune buggies, again, clip Charlie, and she drops 20 more hot dogs onto the ground, so cool. The dogs! Uh, the dogs! Yeah, and, yeah, and at the end, they're like, besides, you owe us lunch. Aw, you guys are all jerks. <laughs> like, so yeah. You uh, assholes. <laughs> But in these now, dune buggies, there is a minor reveal here before the. I think it's before the dune buggies. When is she complaining about the stinky garage? That's before they show up, right? Or is that? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the cold open. Yeah, yeah. Well, I liked. I liked the preface that uh, one of these guys actually is a sort of compulsive, compulsive clean freak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope. She she accuses them of being stinky boys, and he's like, actually. Uh, I steam clean this entire garage like six times a day. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it turns out the smell ugh, is coming from these two German guys. Yeah, they're, they're just really German, German guys. guys. Yeah. It's Hans and Franz. From SNL. We are Hacker and Hanka. The Louis Brothers. And we want to tear you up. Cool. Yeah, they steal the they steal the cadence like uh, I guess this show is not afraid to just steal, but I was I was a, a surprised at the at the bald facedness of it. Like we're just going to do the whole thing. Just, yeah, we're was, just doing odds and There was an, an era where where every other you know media just took the S the best SNL jokes, um, which is yeah. to say, jokes. I guess is you know. You know, God, and we all know that the stuff, best but... SNL content came from Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey. <laughs> that was they were definitely the the best members of SNL. <laughs> yeah, what a time! Hans and Franz were funny once, not in constant reference, but um, yeah, this is when no, SNL started to figure out that they could just sort of repeat gags without jokes. If it was popular enough, lady, you could do it again could, without jokes. Uh, yep, you yep, could yep, do yep. Uh, making copies, guy. Yeah. Isn't that, that fun? We, yeah. It's fun 30 you times. You just do that. You can just do that, and that's humor. You just do that. <laughs> you just, all you have to do is say it. It's like a fast track to, to people laughing at you. Um, these, these boys, these, uh, Lugie brothers, um, they're kind of, you know, not that scary. And for the, their first appearance, you're like, I don't know why these guys are supposedly like renowned the world over as fucking nasty and awful and terrible um, until they spend more time around Chicago and Chicago's just level of stink just slowly rises because they are potent and awful. And, and apparently their stink increases because of American junk food. Yes. Uh, that they are enjoying <laughs> quite a lot, and therefore it is ratcheting up their their stink quotient to it, this, previously so this has unseen a couple levels. odd lines. I think if I'm remembering how they how they frame it correctly, that like it's not just that junk food's bad for you. Don't eat junk food. Don't they say? Isn't there a line about how like their digestive system can't handle our junk food? Like it's am I crazy? Yeah, it's no. It it's a line like their their biology can't do our junk food. So it's like we're not even blaming the food really. 
It's just like they right. can't digest it's it. Like, so their poop so their poops are bad. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird equivalency. It's like, no, junk food's just especially Don't bad worry, for aliens. Cheetos are fine. They Don't just worry, can't kids. have it. Don't worry, kids. You can still have all the junk food you want. <laughs> Don't I like worry, yeah, your, I, your mommy wife will still bring you all the hot dogs you want. <laughs> I, I did like, there was something about the cadence. I don't remember if it was the exact line or if we'll drop it or whatever, but Doc Carbuncle, when it, when he explains it to Limburger, does say like, Apparently their stench rises in accordance to the amount of earth junk food they eat. They won't leave because they love earth junk food. It's a vicious cycle, to put it mildly. <laughs> It's like you see our problem here. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, a cyclical issue. <laughs> um and so this this becomes Limburger's new plan for some reason is and I don't know if you understood exactly what was going to happen, but he's excited that people are trying to flee Chicago from the smell because he's going to do something while everyone's gone. Do you it's, know what that is? I I don't really it's <laughs> it's not it, it seems this like they just needed to pivot into a into a third act. Yeah. yeah. They and wanted they to do this did. stinky thing, this stinky plot, right. obviously, and they couldn't come up with any real stakes for it because the world being stinky is not great, but, you know, it's kind right. of Also, Limburger, Limburger is not immune to it, you know? Like, he yeah. smells it, too, and he doesn't... It's bad for him, too. <laughs> he doesn't like it, yeah. In fact, yeah. in fact, a couple things I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, uh, I'm walking up to a, to a, to a point here, but uh, there is a... A side plot happening with uh, Grease Pit, who is realizes uh-huh. that he's not getting paid, um, and he starts getting into some like some union labor discussion <laughs> about yeah. like going union, and he talks about like the the plight of the working class, and like he starts getting kind of kind of uh, you know cool. kind of radicalized, yeah, <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> um, and and he's like starting to ask about pay, and he's like. Terminate them. Do I get paid for that? Certainly. I'll double your salary. Now move. You got it, Mr. L. Wow. I used to get paid nothing. Now I'll get twice as much. Yeah. It's 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 the best part of the episode, I think. Um, there's a grumbling line that he delivers that I really love later, where like he's just like they're doing this whole stink plot, and he's like driving the car, and he's like, they think this stinks. They should try working without pay for a while. That's what really stinks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it creates a narrative here where Carbuncle isn't paying the people who are like his second in c- command. And I don't know what he expects from that. And then this other scene where he's answer he's answering phone calls from I guess what does he have a hotel? Is he a tenant? Is <laughs> is it a just an office building? But he's doing the customer service himself on people who are complaining about the smell in his big mega. Well, no, he's he's mayor, right? Is he the mayor or is he just like a corporate oligarch? Uh, uh. Well, no, you might be right. He's not the mayor. But I don't know. I didn't get the. I got the you're sense that maybe of it was just a bunch McCheese, of. I think. Yeah, you're so right. I always am thinking about <laughs> Mayor McCheese. No, no, Limburger is. He's, he's like he's a CEO. not the mayor. He wants to run Chicago, but he doesn't. But yeah, he's like a CEO. I don't know. I didn't get the sense that he was doing customer service. I thought it was just a bunch of like, you know, his other. He's you know his, he's got hands in a bunch of different pies around the city who are like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, it's not me. I'm not doing it. Hello, uh, yes, uh, yes, I, I'm very sorry about the smell. Hello, I'll uh, look into it. Hello? Uh, no, no, I believe it's a sewer pipe. Maybe we should evacuate the building. Hello? No, it's not me. Oh, this really cheeses me off. I think both both can be true. He's still kind of yeah. He's doing grunt work. It seemed low status of him low to, status, have to yeah. like be answering all the angry phone calls. Yeah, like, yeah. Why are you doing this? You're <laughs> you're the you're the CEO. You have staff for this, but he's also not paying anybody. <laughs> he's not so paying like, them. Is he is he kind of not uh, <laughs> you know doing well? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is he bad? Is he bad at this? Um. I got to say, my favorite part about this episode, 
and again, whether or not they actually paid this off or anything, I, I still really liked this, uh, is that the the Loogie brothers are set up to be this threat because of maybe who they are and they're going to be new villains and they're going to be spooky. But all they end up doing is dragging the Loogie brothers around like like scent producing you know, MacGuffins in the back of a van as they just eat never-ending junk food and the smell comes out of the back of the car. It was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a weird fun reversal that like, no, they actually just became completely useless and worthless to the plot as soon as they discovered junk food. They're just like, <laughs> they're just hanging out now and they just happen to smell real bad. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to animate a fight scene. No, but they we do a just... big chase scene, a huge chase scene. Think including a, uh, uh, an old lady on a bike who says, Waste those wicked mama jammers, bike boy! That um, was, I, yeah, got was... Em. Got him. <laughs> got him. I don't know what the obsession with mama jamma is in this show, but they say it at least a couple times an episode. Um, Yeah. And then they explode everything into space. I, yeah, I mean, they they detonate the stink around as it, is centralized around Limburger's big tower and then it launches like a rocket ship and everybody high fives and then they do some more uh, unwanted sexual advances on their friend Charlie. <laughs> it cuts back to her and she does do that line again, like like the, the commercial wife where she's oh, like, Anything for my hungry guys. Yep, that's my guys. Always going for the big finish. The the other we we had a we had a show, I feel like years and years ago where we made hay about how the show mentioned street pizza <laughs> that somebody mm. i think made probably hitting the pavement was going to be street pizza and maybe somebody uh -huh. who can can help me remember uh, on the discord or something but they use street pizza again here in this show huh. um, they say that that uh charlie was going to become street pizza He's like whoa trajectory's off ready interceptor this better work or Charlie Street Pizza. Is that like a common thing that happens in New York? I don't know. Is people just dropping their pizza? Ah, I made street pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like street pizza has to be a thing before you use it metaphorically, right? You don't you don't just see the first person squished by a car and you're looking down and you go, they're like street pizza. Like that I makes assume, no sense. I assume in like in New York, uh that's how they say it. Um, over there, yeah, yeah, where you know enough people drop their pizza, and and you just sort of see it on the crosswalk or whatever, and just sort of <laughs> tut tut in your head like mm, another street was, pizza. Uh, it was a good piece of pie. I've never dropped a pizza. Can you imagine dropping something that important? Yeah, can you imagine? Awful. Okay, Let's get the are hell we out of this are segment. we done? Yeah, we've got it. We're we it. done. This is it, right? We yeah. found it. Let's I think, go I think we're fumes. Let's go wrap this thing up. Okay, so I've theorized that basically <laughs> on the under the side of the chip, <laughs> I, so I think I think that's where cats and other animals come from. Oh, oh, from the dark side of the chip, from the dark side of the. I Pringles think chip. they're from they're on the dark side of the chip, <laughs> and then they've sort of <laughs> slingshotted themselves around to the other side. Oh, because um, they can't cross the meridian, the chip meridian. They have I to see. instead sort of go into space, develop their own space program, and then sort of slingshot around the chip, and then land on our side. And then to us, it looks like they're coming from space. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, they end up, at, cool. you know, in in our homes and mm -hmm. and yeah, biding right. their time oh. before they send signals to the dark side of the chip. <laughs> <laughs> that's also where Elvis has gone. Um, that that is, I mean, that's that's all the confirmation you need is already out there. Yeah, so I don't need do to your research. Me. Do yeah. your own research. You'll find out. You'll find out. Yep. I'm happy that we're leaving both of these shows. God, uh, I'm delighted. I, <laughs> I think there's still a perverse part of me that could handle more biker yeah, mice. There's, there, there's so much stinky <laughs> meat on this nasty bone. What I um, actually would be really curious to see. I mean, I know that the creator of the show apparently went even further yeah. down the right wing deep end. Uh, yes. But 
I would really love to see a bit of the 2006 uh, revival season four if they oh. make any sort of lip service to like, oh, Charlie, I guess we can't treat you this way anymore. Or you know, <laughs> like if there's any sort of like... Just if so resentful like, about it. <laughs> right? If there's like any sort of uh, uh, acknowledgement of how awful they were uh or probably not if, if it's just completely i don't know unaddressed i don't know i don't like, even know if over the canon of this original show does she like get down with any of them like i or, literally yeah, don't, I don't know prob i mean probably you've seen how i mean she has they to, can't right? sustain those looks for three seasons <laughs> no no somebody's got to consummate yeah she's got to get that mouse they just get that hot mouse made only of abs God, God damn it. <laughs> Is anyone else just like really, really fucking horny right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I would I would have some pizza or hot dogs. <laughs> oh fuck, me too. God. Moral of the story, stop listening to this podcast and go get a pizza. The moral of the story is get your own goddamn hot dogs. <laughs> get your own fucking hot dogs. Don't demand labor from the other people in your life. Wrap your hot dog in a pizza. And also New, uh, unionize. Yeah. <laughs> demand, yeah. demand pay from your villainous overlord. And, uh, and stop complaining about what it's going to do to your TV shows because of the writer's strike. Fuck that perspective. Stand with writers. Unions, yeah. hooray! Uh, and and also, fuck, fucking these mice are hot, and I'm I'm tired of. We'll see you next Tuesday. Tiptoeing around it. See you. We'll see you next Tuesday. We'll see you on the other side of the Pringle. <laughs> <laughs>